in whom I take refuge. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation. He's my high tower. He's my high tower. I will call on the name of the Lord. Who is worthy to be praised? I will call on the name of the Lord. Who is worthy to be praised? I will call on the name of the Lord. Who is worthy to be praised? I will call on the name of the Lord. Who is worthy to be praised? I will call on the name of the Lord. Who is worthy to be praised? I will, I will call on the name of the Lord. Who is, who is worthy to be praised?
Hallelujah. 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 Lord, we praise your name. Amen. 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 Will you stand with me tonight? I need some participators and not spectators tonight. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. I can't tell you how excited I am about the Word of God tonight. It's my foundational word. (laughs) Oh, man, help me tonight, Lord. If somebody would just get with me tonight, I believe we can leave here tonight in a miraculous way, in a way that we've never walked out of this place. If we would just hear the word of God tonight, respond to the word of God tonight, and just let God have his way. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So if you will help me to pray, I want you to pray just that. It's okay sometimes, church, to come in the house of the Lord and say, God, I'm tired of the just the norm. I, I just don't want to come in and it be just status quo. It's okay to come in like that. Believe me, I believe sometimes the Lord is wanting you to come in his house like that. Say, God, I came Sunday and maybe it's me, but nothing happened. Maybe it's me, Lord, but nothing happened. But God, tonight, I'm believing that something will happen. That's what he wants us to come in his house with. He is the God of the impossibilities. And so the time when we start walking in the house of God and knowing that our God can do the impossible, then we will come in with a different mindset to say, God, I don't care what anybody else thinks, but I'm coming in here tonight believing you for something impossible, and I'm going to hold to it, and I'm not letting it go because I know you are the God that can do the impossible. And we ought to hold on to that and say, God, I'm not letting it go. So if you will pray with me tonight and ask God to work in our hearts and our minds, that he could be glorified and do just what he wants to do, that'll be great. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, you said with man, oh God, we are limited, but with God, all things are possible. You're the God of the impossibilities. You're the God that will do exceeding and abundant and above whatever we may ask or think. And tonight, Lord God, we're coming in your house with great expectation. Lord, as I said before, it may just be me. It may just be me not being who I'm supposed to be in you. It may just be me, Lord God, that is not obeying the way I need to obey. It may just be me, Lord God, that is allowing, uh, oh God, extracurricular activities to get in my way. It may just be me for carrying around weights that so easily beset me. It may just be me, Lord God, for allowing my mind to wander and not allow myself to be consumed by the word of God. But Lord, I'm here tonight to say uh, I want me to get out of the way uh, that the Holy Ghost 
Ghost can do just what needs to be done. And so tonight, Almighty God, I repent of my sins and I ask you to forgive me and I ask you to cleanse me. For God, I want a pure heart. I want clean hands and I want to be able, Lord, to experience the supernatural power of the Holy Ghost. I pray tonight, Lord God, that you will pour out of your spirit and that the will of God will be done in this house. Let no person, Lord God, leave out of this place tonight without an encounter, without a touch from you, without, oh God, a real revelation, oh God. I pray tonight, Lord Jesus, that each and every one of us, Lord God, will become participators, will get involved and respond to you in faith and obedience. Oh God, I pray that you will reveal the mysteries of the scriptures. I pray that we will become doers of your word and not just hearers. Oh God, I pray that there will be a move of your spirit so powerful that this place will be shaken. That the ground beneath us will shake and the glory will overshadow us. That we will know the presence of the Lord is in this place. Oh God, I pray tonight that you'll anoint the ears to hear, the hearts to receive, and anoint my lips so God to speak as your oracle. Lord Jesus, have your way tonight. We give you the praise and all the honor, Lord, for you alone are worthy. And we praise your name, and we worship you, and we adore you. For there is none like you, O oh great God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Can somebody begin to give the Lord praise? Can somebody begin to lift up the name of Jesus? Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, there is none like you. Jesus, there is none like you. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Come on, let's clap our hands and love the Lord tonight. Oh, glory, hallelujah. Oh, glory, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we thank you tonight. Lord, we thank you tonight. Oh, Jesus, I need somebody to connect with the Lord tonight. I need for somebody to allow the Holy Ghost uh, to overshadow you, to take control of you. I want somebody to let the Holy Ghost have his way, uh, that you don't go by your feelings and by your flesh, uh, that your flesh will not control you tonight. Somebody need to tell the Lord, God, uh, I will not allow my flesh to get the best of me, uh, and it doesn't matter how I feel, uh, I will do uh, what I'm supposed to do. Uh, I will respond uh, according to the word of God uh, by faith and obedience regardless of what my flesh want me to do. I will respond, oh God, I will respond.
Maybe the preacher need help sometimes. You need to just grab a hold of Jesus uh, and until the pulpit tell you you don't need to pray, you just need to pray. You just need to call on the name of the Lord uh, and give him honor and ask him to have his way. Oh God, I pray tonight uh, you do just what you want to do. Let nothing hinder us uh, from coming into your presence, uh, from experiencing your touch. And oh God, uh, having sweet fellowship and communion uh, with you. Oh God, have your way tonight. Have your way tonight. I feel the Holy Ghost in my bones, in my soul, in my spirit. And God's going to do something in here tonight. God's going to do something. If you will trust him, if you will allow him, if you will let him, God is going to break some chains. God is going to give you a revelation. transition and the reason why I know we're embarking on transmission is there's something that the Lord has put in my soul to say it's time now it's time to focus on prayer like you've never focused on prayer it's time now and the only thing I can tell you about I can tell you a lot of things about prayer but what I will tell you today about prayer prayer always bring about transition the church started on prayer the church started on prayer. They was in the upper room. There was what one mind and one accord, and they were praying. Every revival that ever started, people were praying. Every person that ever got saved, people were praying. Prayer is the foundation where it all begins. And so prayer, when God called on his people to pray, it means there's getting ready to be a transition. We're getting ready to transition, and prayer is the focus, the key to what's going to help us transition, and God is calling for us to pray. Genesis chapter 4, verse 25. Genesis chapter 4, we're going to start in verse 25. 
we greet every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. So glad that you could make it out tonight. And for those of you that have joined us virtually, we welcome you to our Thursday night Bible study. I am so happy to be in the house of the Lord. I am, I am happy I didn't see Sister Hasker. I just heard Sister Hasker. So I am just so glad to see her. You know, the mask, you know, mess things up a little bit sometimes. You can't see who. You just kind of got to guess. But I know voices. Amen. And I know she's glad to be here tonight. It just feels a little different when you can pray with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Hallelujah. Husband probably panicking because this is his first time probably being home with his son by himself. Probably don't know what to do. Probably just getting frustrated. Don't get frustrated, bro. She do all the work all the time. You just help out. So don't get all worried now. You'll be all right, bro. You'll be all right. IJ will be fine. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Glad to have Pastor Cole with us. Amen. We serve a good God. He is wonderful. He is kind. I thank God for the body of Christ. Amen. We baptize one today at 6 o'clock in Jesus' name. What an awesome God we serve. Pray for Juan Perez, young man that you see here on Sunday morning. Him and his mom, he came to baptism. His mom came with him and we put him down in Jesus' name, washed all his sins away. We're so glad for that. Don't forget, tomorrow evening at 7 p.m. is our singles meeting table talk. Amen. They got it all worked out, and I guess I got to show up and do what they think I'm supposed to do. So table talk. Amen. We're going to eat good. We're going to have good table talk. So if you are not married, let me say it that way. I was talking to somebody today, and they said, "What? You know, somebody that's not church. They they don't know all the church talk, and they like singles. What does that mean?" So I, you know, y'all better get to get around some people that's not Christian and talk stuff to them and see their responses because you have to learn what they understand, how their thinking is to be able to communicate to the lost. And so, in my mind, is a church jargon. You got to say people that's not married. You know, then the people that's not they understand. That. People that's not married. When you say singles, they think singles means something more than what it is. So you got to say that's not married. So we got a meeting tomorrow, 7 p.m. for people that's not married. So if you're not married, come on down. 7 o'clock, we'll eat good. We'll have table talk. We'll talk a little bit about, you know, some things that the Lord has said. And don't forget, SFC rally, Saturday, virtual. Some people will be in person and others will be virtual. Maybe we'll let Sister Hasker um, close out and tell us more about that. <laughs> Put her to work right away. Don't mess with Pastor. Don't mess with Pastor. <laughs> Put her to work right away. <laughs> Amen. My, listen, this is, this is, we're going to keep some of our traditions that we know. That's good stuff that we, that we learned from our forefathers. We're going to keep those. But there are some other things we're going to do to establish new traditions that are good traditions. And one of the things that I promise God and I promise you I will do is I'll do everything that I can with the help of the Lord to help you be who God called you to be. You. I'm just your fan. 
your pastor, your support, one that's going to be cheering for you and put you in the right position to be successful. That's all I am. I want when I'm done, I can be able to say I finished my race. I did what I was supposed to do because I don't want to get old and can't look around. What did I really do? What did I accomplish? And so I know the best way to allow things to keep going when you're off the scene is to invest in other people. That's what I know. I know nothing else. So hopefully when, if the Lord tarry, when my come for me to take a seat and you want some more and let you to me, I'll be happy to, for you to preach to me because I did a good job helping you. Hallelujah. So SFC rally, she'll tell us a little bit more about it a little later before we get out of here. Genesis chapter 4, verse 25. And Adam knew his wife again. Somebody say again. Must mean he knew her before, right? So if you read your Bible real good, you will probably know what the Bible is talking about. Every time the Bible says Adam knew his wife, uh huh. Yes, yes, yes. IJ came on the scene. <laughs> every, every, every time you say you know your spouse, something is happening, okay? Some intimacy is going on. I love the Bible. It says, and Adam knew his wife again. Uh-huh. And she bare a son and called his name Seth. For God said she had appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. And to Seth, to him also there was born a son. And he called his name Enos. Then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. You may be seated. I want to talk to you tonight on this subject. Call on the name of the Lord. Call on the name of the Lord. Call on the name of the Lord. Man, I don't even know if I can preach. I can get past that real quick because that, that, that's so important to me. That, that is just so everything to us. Call on the name of the Lord. Hmm. Seth was 105 years old when his son Enos was born. Enos means man. Somebody say man. And comes from a Hebrew word that means Frail. Somebody say frail, meaning weak. It's the word for man that emphasizes how fragile and weak we really are in ourselves. Church, I'm here to tell you, I don't care how strong they may seem. I don't care how bad they may think they are. I don't care how much knowledge they think they possess. Man is weak. Man is frail. Man is fragile in ourselves. We don't have strength in ourselves. A remarkable thing is recorded in connection with the birth of this Enos. At that time, people had began to gather together to worship God, proclaim his name, and pray. Follow me a little bit here. There was... A demonstration of public worship and prayers of faith as the descendants of Seth met together in the name of the Lord. While the worldly Canaanites were boasting of their strength and valor, the godly Sethites were giving glory to God 
by the name of the Lord. And I want to tell you this, church, you will see that throughout the Bible that when Adam and Eve, well, let's just go with Adam first. When Adam was created and he was in the garden, we didn't read anything of him calling on the name of the Lord. When Eve came on the scene, we didn't read anything with them calling on the name of the Lord. It wasn't until Enos came on the scene that we're reading man calling on the name of the Lord. Throughout history, it, it has been the, the, the godly remnant that have kept the work of the Lord going in this world. Huh. God is going to get his job done. God's will will be done in this earth whether you and I do it because God will always have someone that will obey him that will do what he says. It's up to you whether you obey God or not, but God will always have a people that will obey him and do what he says do. Somebody say amen. Mm-hmm. Time after time, the nation of Israel drifted into idolatry and spiritual lethargy. But a believing remnant was raised up to keep the light burning. These courageous people cried out to God for deliverance, and he heard them and answered their prayers. Sin interrupted the intimate relationship man had with God. Sin interrupted the intimate relationship man had with God. Because God does not fellowship with sin, when man sinned, man was no longer able to have that intimate relationship they had had with God prior. Adam did not have, Eve did not have that intimate relationship they had with God prior to sinning. When they sinned, that intimacy was interrupted. God is holy and sin is unholy. I can't tell you how much I talk to people all the time. I was just at work Tuesday in the building and I'm talking to people and everybody prays to the unknown God or to the God they think they know. Everybody prays and God answers everybody's prayer according to everybody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God will deliver you from sin if you call on his name. Then will he fellowship with you. So God is not mean and don't want to fellowship with you. He just cannot fellowship in ungodliness and unrighteousness in sin because he is a holy God. So when we have sinned and we interrupt our, our relationship, our intimacy with God, God is saying, no big deal if you will repent, if you will turn your back on what you have done and all the ungodliness and turn toward me, then I will restore back our fellowship. I remember he told Cain. When Cain presented the offering that God said was not pleasing, Cain was wroth and his countenance fallen. And all God said to Cain was, Cain, if you do right, will you not be received? So why are you getting upset? Why make a big deal of your sin? Just repent and do right and you will be accepted. But you know how we are as mankind. 
We want to do whatever we want, and we want God to accept it and treat us good. Accept whatever I do, Lord, and treat me good regardless. Remember, we can only have fellowship with those who we have things in common with. And the same goes for God. Remember, I told you that the scripture tells us that fellowship. I know we think that, you know, just having conversation is fellowship. That ain't real fellowship. Fellowship is when people get together that have things in common and you start to discuss those things that you have in common. I lost you. Go to the book of Acts. And watch when the church started in Acts chapter 2 when it said they had all things in common. As a matter of fact, they had so much stuff in common. Well, all things. They had all things in common that what they did back then was they sold. Everybody chipped in and gave all their possession, sold it, and divided stuff among each other. Because in their understanding, if we're all doing the same thing, if we have everything in common, we don't need to have all of this. We don't need to have all of that because we're all doing the same thing. So you can only fellowship with one another when you have things in common. If you're if you're interacting with someone that you have nothing in common with, that is not fellowship. So this is why we fellowship with God when we have things in common with God. This is why he can't fellowship with us when we're in sin, because when we're in sin, we don't have things in common because we're clinging to our sin and he is holy. And so the sin that we're clinging to and his holiness cannot mix. So there's no fellowship there. The only way out of sin is to call on the name of the Lord. The only way out of sin is to call on the name of the Lord. We call on the name of the Lord when we worship, when we praise, and when we pray unto him. We call on the name of the Lord because we are dependent upon him. We call on the name of the Lord when we are in a time of need. We call on the name of the Lord for salvation, for deliverance, and for restoration. We call on the name of the Lord because he's worthy. Come on, Holy Ghost. In Psalms chapter 8. Verse number one, it says, oh, Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings have thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy finger, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained. What is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels and had crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thine hand. Thou hast put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air and the fish of the sea. And whatsoever passeth through the path of the sea, 
Oh, Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. You know what that is? Here is an example of calling on the name of the Lord by worship and praise. Notice this. David did not make any requests of the Lord in this passage. He just worshiped him and praised him. Church, when you come to know who Jesus is, when you come to know the true and living God, guess what? There will be a time where you will call on the name of the Lord only because he's worthy, only because you're worshiping him, only because you're praising him, only because you're praying and you're not looking for anything back from him. When we say we call on the name of the Lord, it's not just because we need something from him. We're saying there are times where we're going to call on the name of the Lord when we just want him to know we love him. When we just want him to know we appreciate him. We just want him to know, know we adore him. We're just calling on the name of the Lord. We're praising him. We're worshiping him. We're praying unto him and calling on his name. Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restored my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his. Hold on, let's stop there. Let's stop there. Let's stop there. Let's read that again. He restored my soul. Think about when something needs to be restored. He restoreth my soul. Here it is. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness. For your namesake. For me to do whatever I want. For me to have my best life. For me to live only once and just do the best I can to enjoy myself. But that's how we roll. No, no, no. It says that he leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. Not for mine. So when you make up in your mind that I'm going to live for God, I'm going to give my life to Christ. Now, I've been saying it. He's the shot caller, Gabrielle. I like that word. He's the shot caller. You know, we like to say, you know, we're talking about the gangs in the street. You know, the, 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 the lieutenant, that's the shot caller. Well, my shot caller is Jesus. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's my shot caller. I don't know who your shot caller is, but my shot caller is Jesus. And because he lead me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake, then guess what? If I'm trying to be righteous, it's him that's calling the shot, and I can't brag about anything. And if I want to be righteous, I got to do what he says, not what I want. Yay. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You don't have to fear evil when he's leading you and calling the shots. <laughs> For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Proverbs 3. And five, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. 
These are examples of how we must depend on the Lord by calling on his name. Church, when you come to know the true and living God, you don't have to get cool and try to act cool about it. The bottom line is when you get the revelation of who God is, you need to depend on him and not worry about what anyone else thinks. you got to depend on God and be glad about it and be quick to tell people, I depend on God. I'm not depending on myself to live. That's a that's that's a that's a that's a tough thing to 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 come to grips with. That that your 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 life is no longer yours, and that that you live now for Christ and not for yourself. And when you can accept that, then you just accept whatever comes because you know He is with me. He is with me wherever I go, whatever I do. He is with me, and I'm living my life totally dependent upon Him and not dependent on myself. We make decisions these days on the strength of ourselves. Are we depending on him or are we depending on ourselves? We must obey the laws of the land, but the laws of the land is not above the laws of God. The laws of God is above the laws of the land. Uh huh. What's an example of that, preacher? This land says abortion is legal. It says it's okay to do it. That's what the laws of this land says. Guess what? In God's way, that's not right. It's ungodly. So guess what? We have to hold to whatever God says because God's ways are above all our ways. You got it? So when you come down to, okay, what does God say about this? And what does our world say about this? And you better go with God all the time. We are dependent on him. The world don't give us life. God gives us life. Psalms 50 verse 15. And call upon me in the day of trouble. He said it, not we. I will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me. Psalms 86 verse number one. It says, Listen to this. Listen to the, listen to um, King David. Listen to the king. Remember the Lord says, man, after my own heart. Listen to how he talks. Bow down thine ear. Oh, Lord. I like that one. Y'all crazy. Can you imagine? Sister Crystal, David's Lord. Come on. Bow down a little bit. Let me talk to you. Come on, Lord. Let me talk to you. That's a real relationship. You do that with your regular friends and relatives or spouse. Come here, come here, come here. You wanna, it's like you want to whisper to them so nobody else hear. That means you have an intimate relationship with that person. When you say, come here, come here, come here, let me tell you something. That's what the king was saying. The king says, bow down thine ear, O Lord. Hear me. I am poor and needy. We're talking about the king. But the king is smart enough to know in the eyes of God, y'all see me as royalty. Y'all see me as having all this stuff. The king was smart. He knew. Compared to you, Lord, I'm poor and needy. He says, I'm poor and needy. Here he goes. Preserve my soul, for I am holy. Oh, thou my God, save thy servant that trusteth in thee. 
Be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I cry unto thee daily. Rejoice the soul of thy servant. Man, David is telling them, let my soul rejoice, Lord. For unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. For thou, Lord, art God and ready to forgive in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. I will call on the name of the Lord. Give ear, O Lord, unto my prayer and attend to the voice of my supplication. In the day of my trouble, I will call upon thee, for thou will answer me among the gods, little g. There is none like unto thee, O Lord, neither are there any works like unto thy works. Woo! I will call on the name of the Lord. Lamentations, chapter 3, verse 55. I call upon thy name, O Lord, out of the low dungeon. Woo! Maybe y'all ain't never been in a, been in a dungeon in Christ. I felt like I was in a place where, oh God, you to get me up out of this, Lord. And so here we go. The, the, the writer is saying, I will call upon thy name, O Lord, out of the low dungeon. Thou hast heard my voice. Hide not thine ear at my breathing, at my cry. Here are examples of calling on the name of the Lord in a time of need. Woo! Do you have a need? I believe that we don't even know what needs are anymore. We just going about our life just thinking that, oh, everything is great. And we, we church, I'm here to tell you tonight, it does not matter how well off you are. It does not matter how comfortable you are financially. It does not matter how much education you have. It does not matter how good life is to you. I'm telling you, as long as there's a God and you're living and breathing, you have need of God. We go about like we don't have no need. We think it's only the people in the third world country that have need and poor old us. We think needing a new pair of shoes is a need. We, 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 we think having a bank account is a need. We, 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 we think having a nice dress on is a need. We think, we, we think that, that, that all these things that we see today is a need. We think a cell phone is a need. <laughs> yeah, ain't nobody chuckle at that, huh? Because we really do think cell phones are a need, huh? This life existed way before cell phones. There's some people in this world that's still living without cell phones. There's still some people that have one suit of clothes. They wake up in the daytime. That's what they put on and they wear it around all the time. And guess what? Uh, they wash it Saturday night and hang it out for Sunday morning. And that's all they got. And they go to church Sunday morning. What you going to tell Jesus when you come face to face with him when we have people living like that in our world? But we don't think we we don't think we've got need. We we think, oh, I got everything. Yeah, let's let's pray for them over there because they got need. And their spiritual well-being is so much better off than us because they ain't got nothing to worry about. They ain't fussing about no how which clothes they're gonna wear to church Sunday and, 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 and who just texted them and all of this stuff. They ain't worried about none of that stuff. All they're worried about is their relationship with God. Because that's what we have need of. 
our relationship with God. Joel chapter 2, verse number 32. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call in the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance as the Lord had said. And in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. Acts chapter 2 verse 21. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans chapter 10 verse 12. The word of the Lord says, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord all is rich unto all that call upon him. I just love how God is telling us to call upon him. We're going through a lot of stuff that's unnecessary because we're not calling on the name of the Lord. We're just letting stuff take us over. We're letting the devil do whatever he wants. And all we need to do is call on the name of the Lord. I think we have become confused the way our life has been because we don't realize we need to call on the name of the Lord. We're so wrapped up and so caught up that we don't think we need to call in the name of the Lord. We just think everything is going to work itself out. No, baby. If we're going to get to heaven, it's going to be on purpose. It's going to have to be intentional. And it's going to have to be us calling on the name of the Lord. Man, don't we? We just want to believe that God loves me and he knows what's going on. He will do what he has to do. We so lost about that. Listen. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Acts chapter 16, verse 30. And brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Here we go again. Listen to this. Y'all need to write this down. All apostolic need to know this scripture. Don't, don't miss the scripture. Verse 31. And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. So some people might use this and say, see. All you got to do is believe. All you got to do is believe. But keep writing. Keep reading. And they spake unto him. He told them to believe. The text is still rolling. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in the house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized, he and all his straightway. So for all the people that says all you got to do is believe, just take them that scripture. If all we got to do is believe and we're saved, take them to that scripture. And says they believe, but they didn't stop right there. They had to get baptized. Calling on the name of the Lord will require you to obey God's instructions. Maybe that's why we ain't calling on the name of the Lord. Because we're so sophisticated and smart. We're smart enough. Maybe the old time people knew. Let me, let me say it this way. Maybe the old time people were just so naive. 
I'll just do that just to throw it in there. They weren't naive, but just for y'all's sake. Maybe the old timers were naive. So they just called in the name of the Lord. But we, we calculated. So if I call on the name of the Lord, he is going to, because he's all knowing, right? And so, because he's all-knowing, if I call on his name and he knows everything, he's going to tell me something to do. Well, since he's all-knowing, just let him know it. And I'll just keep doing what I do. So they don't call on his name. We don't want to call on his name. Because when you call on the name of the Lord, he is going to answer. And when he answers, he's going to give you instructions as to of what you need to do. What you think? We just call on him and he just fix everything? Please do not think. When you call on the name of the Lord, he does everything and you do nothing. Don't deceive yourself to think you call on the name of the Lord and you say, Lord Jesus, I need you today. I'm in a bad situation. I need deliverance. I need to be saved. I need to be whole. I need to be restored. God, I'm calling on you. And then he's just going to make everything work. And you never had to lift a finger. That, that's what we think. I never got to lift a finger because he's almighty God. He'll just make it all work. Let me give you this piece before I close up here tonight. Remember Jonah? He was in the belly of a big fish. And he called on the name of the Lord. He called on the name of the Lord in the belly of the big fish. And in Jonah chapter 2, verse number 10, the word of God says, And the Lord spake unto the fish. Man, we better get with this thing. We're reading the scripture, and that's how God is speaking to the winds and the seas. Then we're reading, and he's talking to fish, talking to donkeys, talking to us. He's talking to the rocks. Realize who, we, who our God really is. And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon dry land. The fish. The Lord told the fish, vomit up Jonah. Even, uh, Holy Ghost. Even when even the fish got to do something when God. <laughs> even the fish got to do something when God speaks to the and you, the most valuable thing God ever made. What do you think you are? But he spoke to the fish. Fish vomited up Jonah on the dry land. And guess what? God told Jonah to go to Nineveh to go preach my gospel over there. Go to Nineveh, Jonah, and go preach. Remember, he didn't want to go. So that's why he was running and the fish swallowed him up. And he cried out and called on the name of the Lord. And when he called on the name of the Lord, the Lord spoke to the fish. And the fish, ah, and vomited up Jonah. And Jonah went and do what God says. Because when you call on the name of the Lord, guess what? He's going to instruct you what you need.
need to do. He's not just going to let you call on him and you just sit there and do nothing. I will call on the name of the Lord. Calling on the name of the Lord will require you to obey God's instructions. I will not stop saying that. Please do not think when you're calling the name of the Lord, he does everything and you do nothing. We have to call on the name of the Lord, but expect for God to respond. We have to call on the name of the Lord, but expect God to respond. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 says this. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. You want to go to heaven? The only way to get to heaven is to do the will of the Father. But again, we believe that if I just let God be God and I don't do anything, I'll be fine. Man, I wonder how we get ourselves to believe that. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils. And in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye, work, ye that work iniquity. And so God is letting us know, you can call on me. I'm going to do my part, but if you don't do your part, you're going to miss the boat. You can call on me. I'm going to do my part, but if you don't do your part, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss it. And so when you think you're in, when you stand before me, I'm going to say, you never, I never knew you. You were calling on me, and I was speaking to you, and you didn't respond to me. How can I know a people that don't respond to me? How can I respond to a people that don't respond to me? We need to rebuild our relationship with Jesus Christ Church. We need to have confidence and assurance that as we call on him, even if we're asking him something and we want him to say yes and he says no, at least you heard from him. At least you heard from him. But we got to rebuild our relationship with Jesus Christ that we are having communion with him, that he's speaking to us. We're speaking to him because what he wants from us is for our relationship and his to be so cohesive and so in the flow and so in the right place that he wants us to call upon his name so he can set the, 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 the way that we must go. When we call on the name of the Lord, he will, he will instruct us to do his will. Calling on the name of the Lord requires us to do the Lord's will. And so, church, of calling on the name of the Lord, I cannot say it enough, but I just believe that we became smarter. Okay. 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 
to me, it looks like the smarter we become, Josiah, the further away we drift from God. When the devil told Eve that if she eat of the fruit, started telling her some things that she had no business knowing. But because she had the conversation with him, instead of just rebuking him or calling her husband, she started listening. And it's hard, new word, new word, to unhear what you've already heard. You've got to be sharp enough sometimes to say, I don't want to hear that. Because when you start to hear some things, you can't not hear it anymore. You heard it. And when that comes into your mind, that knowledge can corrupt you because it had no business coming into you. And that's how we started with the fall. The woman started listening to something she had no business listening to. The only knowledge we're supposed to be worrying about is the knowledge of who he is. Because the more we come to know him, the more we become intimate in our understanding and knowledge of him, the better off we will be and the less we have to worry about everything else. What they say? Joe, heard the story years ago. That guy got a job at the bank. And they taught him at the bank how to recognize counterfeit money. And you know how they taught him how to do it, Joe? They didn't show him counterfeit money. They kept on letting him handle the real money. Keep feeling the real money. Keep touching the real money. And as soon as the counterfeit come, you're going to know. Soon as someone put the counterfeit in your hand, you're going to know. Same thing with God. Keep learning and understanding who the Lord Jesus is. Keep getting into an intimate relationship with him. Keep seeking him more. Keep going after his will more and more. And keep doing that. And as soon as false doctrine, as soon as unrighteousness, as soon as worldliness, as soon as all the things that are coming to try to distract you and to try to remove you out of your position, as soon as they come, you recognize it. I always say it's one of the most challenging jobs in the church because what the youth pastor and his family normally try to do is to figure out the trends and the cool things that's going on in the world so they can relate to our children. My word is be careful of that youth pastor because you better off just teaching them more about what you know about Jesus than what they may be encountering at school. I'm not saying ignore it because you don't want to look like you don't know what you're talking about. But what I'm telling you is we need to give them so much of Jesus. We need to give them so much of Jesus that as soon as something that's not godly, that's not righteous come their way, right away they know. No bueno, not good. Let's stay away from this. We got to call on the name of the Lord. We started tonight at the scripture.
What's the name of the Lord? What's the name of the Lord? So you know how to call on the name of the Lord. Our response to the word of God tonight should be to call on the name of the Lord. Some of you might just want to worship him because he's worthy and you love him and you want to adore and appreciate him. Some of you might just want to praise him tonight, but make sure you direct your praise to Jesus. And not to your emotions. Some of you might just need to pray and talk to him and share your innermost thoughts with him. But call on the name of Jesus. Some of you might just need to say, God, I'm in total dependence upon you. Some of you might just need to say, God, will you deliver me tonight? Will you restore me tonight? Some of you may just say, God, you know my need. You know my struggles. You know my situation. You know what's going on in my life. But we need to call on God before we leave here tonight. Will you just take a few moments tonight and call on the name Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, I call on your name tonight, oh, God. Lord Jesus, I call on your miraculous name, your precious name, your heavenly name. I call on your name tonight, Lord God, because I want my relationship with you to be one that Adam had with you, Lord God, before he sinned. Oh, God, that's the relationship I know you have in store for us when we get to heaven. But God, will you allow me to experience that kind of relationship with you here on earth? I pray tonight in the name of Jesus Christ that, Lord, you will hear my cry and whatever I need to be delivered from, will you deliver me? Whatever I have need of, oh God, will you help me and provide and supply that need, Lord God. But what my soul is crying out tonight for you for is to have that kind of intimate relationship and fellowship that Adam had with you, that we can be face to face, that we can be together, that we can work together, that Lord, when I speak, when I call on your name, you will hear my cry and you will speak to me, oh God. I pray in the name of Jesus that, oh God, you will help us tonight. And tonight, Lord God, we will, oh God, truly experience a breakthrough like we've never had. We call on your name tonight, Lord. We pray you have your way tonight, Lord. We pray your will be done tonight, Lord. We pray, almighty God, that you will help us and take us into a deeper relationship, into a more intimate relationship with you. God, whatever the need is tonight, let it be so. Let it be done, Lord God. Oh, we call on your name tonight, Lord Jesus, that we will not leave this place the same way we came in, but oh God, that we will experience change, that we will experience deliverance, almighty God. We call on you tonight, Lord God. We are your people who are called by your name. We are your church, Lord God. We've been baptized in your name. You have filled us with your spirit. We are your children, Lord God. I pray tonight, oh God, that you have your way, that you move us, that you guide us, that you direct 
Direct us, oh God, that we will truly, oh God, hear the voice of God. We call on you tonight, Lord God. We want to hear your voice, Lord God. We want to hear from heaven, Lord God. Oh, Lord, will you speak to us? Will you speak to us, Lord God? Will you give us direction, Lord God? Will you give us clarity, Almighty God? Oh, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, will you speak to us? Will you guide us? Will you move us? Oh, God, we don't want to be the same, Lord God. We don't want to be the same, Lord God. Let your will be done. Your kingdom come. Your will be done, Almighty God. Oh, Lord, have your way tonight. Have your way tonight, Lord God. Oh, Father, speak to us. Hallelujah! 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 God, I call on your name. Hear our cry, Lord God. Hear our cry, Lord God. Will you speak to us, Lord God? We need to be saved. We need to be restored. We need to be healed, Almighty God. We need your healing power to work in our midst tonight, Lord God. We need your healing power to work in our midst. We need your delivering power to work in our midst, Lord God. For God, we have great need of you, Lord God. We want to have fellowship with you, oh God. Oh, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, somebody call on the name of the Lord. Somebody cry out to him tonight. Somebody make a petition known unto the Lord tonight. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. Come on, call on the name of the Lord. Jesus is worthy of all the praises. Jesus is worthy of all the honor. Jesus is worthy of all the glory. There is none like him. There is none like him. There is none like him. We ought to be in awe of him. We ought to praise him like the air is on fire. We need to praise him because he's worthy to be praised. We need to give him honor because he deserves to be honored. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God, have your way. Have your way. Have your way. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Help us tonight, Lord God. Will you help us, Almighty God? Will you heal us tonight, oh God? Will you move on us tonight, Almighty God? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, God, have your way. Uh, Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Jesus. Somebody go ahead and give the Lord praise. Oh, somebody go ahead and give the Lord praise. Oh, somebody need to thank Him. Somebody need to get glad and happy because God has heard your cry. Because God has heard your petition. You need to go ahead and thank Him. You need to go ahead and just appreciate that God has been good to you.
worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be praised. Brother Ed, we got the offering basket. Make sure you put your offering in before you go tonight. We want to be a blessing to the kingdom of God. Be blessed tonight. Give your offering. Sister Hester, anything from the youth? Brother Scarlett, give Sister Hester a mic so she can tell us what we need to know about the youth. This Saturday, um, uh-huh. as I already mentioned, the Move the Mission uh, rally, which is formerly known as She's for Christ, that's going to take place virtually, so make sure you join. Um, adults can join as well. Um, so you can join by going on our Facebook page, which is North Central Jersey District, or you can join on the North Central Jersey Youth page. And then on May 22nd, Christ Center Church has our own youth department event. It's called Picnic and Chill. We want to be evangelistic. We want to grow our youth group. So if you know someone between the ages of 5 to 17, please make sure you invite them. We'll be at Mercer County Park from 3 to 6, 30, 3.30 to 6 o'clock. Amen. Thank you. Don't forget tomorrow night, we have our round table with those that are not married. Come and be with us. We love you. God bless you. Have a great evening.